Welcome to Environmentality, a podcast for current environmental news, lectures, and interviews with the experts. I'm your host, Brendan Anthony. Let's dive on in. And now, here's your brief update on what's been happening to the planet from around the world. Hey everybody, how's it going? Happy Monday. Welcome back to Environmentality. Here are your three news stories. This first story is showing signs of hope for bleaching coral reefs. Coral bleaching is a phenomenon that happens under heat stress. As ocean temperatures are rising, the zooxanthellae, the photosynthetic algae in the coral ejects due to increased ocean temperatures, and this leads to the death of the corals and the death of an ecosystem. So what is the potential solution for coral bleaching? Well, scientists are looking at a form of geoengineering, modifying the natural environment with technology, and this technology is called artificial upwelling. Upwelling is a natural phenomenon that occurs when winds push warmer, shallow waters away from the coastline and cold, nutrient-rich, deeper waters flow upward to replace it. This cold water brings nutrients for phytoplankton to be able to photosynthesize, and so this has been looked at as a strategy to promote more photosynthesis and as a result draw down and sequester more carbon as a way to mitigate climate change. But now scientists are looking at this as a strategy to mitigate the heat stress implications of rising ocean temperatures. And so a study was recently published where scientists were pumping and pulsing cold ocean water from depths of 50 meters or 100 meters onto heat stressed corals. The results are showing that algae is ejecting far less and the corals are protected from heat stress when they get small intrusions or pulses of cold water for at least two hours a day. This is a very promising technological solution for the issue of coral bleaching. Although additional research is required, this idea of artificial upwelling may help reduce the all-too-frequent bleaching events occurring worldwide. More good news from the Anthropause from Hong Kong. We've seen numerous ecological benefits due to the Anthropause, the period of human activity decline due to the pandemic, and one particular species that has been benefiting from this reduction in human activity is the Indo-Pacific humpback dolphin, also known as the Chinese white dolphin or pink dolphin. That's right, I said pink dolphin. If you've never seen the pink dolphin, Google it up, it's a beautiful animal. The pink dolphin gets its pigment due to increased blood vessels near the skin, which are used for thermoregulation. There are actually two types of pink dolphins. There is this one here in Southeast Asia, and the Amazon River Dolphin, also known as Boto, or a pink river dolphin. And the pink coloration on this species is due to abrasions along the skin surface due to intraspecies aggression, especially in males competing for mates. Both of these quote-unquote pink dolphins are listed as vulnerable species and have been difficult to spot in the wild. In particular, the Indo-Pacific humpback dolphin here in Hong Kong has been seeing increased sightings of about 30% during the pandemic. This is due to reduced boat activity, in particular ferries, in the Pearl River Delta in Hong Kong. The increased numbers of these dolphins shows us that nature is resilient, and when humans reduce their activity and start to reduce their impact on the environment, we see an influx and return of nature into these wild landscapes. The pink dolphins are showing increased social behavior with the inclusion of mating in the river delta. This is good news for this threatened species. This is just yet another example of how when humans pause, animals can thrive. And for more info on the anthropods, check out the news briefing from August 24th. 
Our last story shows us that an estimated 48 species have been saved from extinction due to conservation efforts. A new study published in Conservation Letters estimates that 48 species in total have been saved from extinction due to global agreements that were made in 1993 to protect and rehabilitate vulnerable species. The world of conservation biology works to protect, facilitate reproduction, and reintroduce these vulnerable species back into their wild habitat. A few species that have certainly benefited from these kinds of conservation programs include the Iberian lynx, California condor, and the pygmy hog. All of these species were on the brink of extinction and are now thriving back in the wild. Since the agreement was put into place in 1993, only 15 species have gone extinct, but somewhere between 28 to 48 have been saved, including both avian and mammalian species. Other notable species include the Puerto Rican Amazon parrot that came back from only 13 individuals in the wild, or the Mongolian wild horse that were extinct in the wild, but due to captive breeding programs, there is now an estimated 760 individuals that now roam free in Mongolia. Efforts such as invasive species control, zoo conservation, captive breeding, habitat protection, and protective legislation, along with the reintroduction of these animals back to the wild, has helped several vulnerable species on the IUCN Red List for Endangered Species to increase in number and maintain global biological diversity. Biodiversity is key to ecological resilience and a healthy environment, and so the effort of conservation biologists help promote and maintain biodiversity in an ever-changing world. Alright everybody, that's all I have for you. Those are your three stories for the week. We'll see you here next week for more environmentality news.